if you trample the blood of Christ, yeah. the gift of grace, what that's, further? Yeah, there you go. And that's why I believe that it's, you know, spiritually, that's always going to be so under attack is because that is where salvation lives. That's right. That is where the, the transactional nature of salvation lives for our benefit. And that's why that will always be under attack. And so for them, you know, because if you do trample that blood, there is no, there really is no hope for you. Hey everyone, welcome to the Gary Wilkerson Podcast. I, if you don't know already, am Gary Wilkerson. Joshua West and I have been talking about some deep issues of the gospel. What is the gospel? What is faith? Uh, and, and this last episode talking about you know, substitutionary atonement. Um, that conversation started going on long enough to where it merited its own episode. And then we went into a conversation about a document we received uh, that was contradictory to uh, our understanding of Scripture and the heart of God, actually, the very root of who Jesus is and what he's done for us, it was was contend. And the Bible says we contend for our faith. So we split that episode into two. And this is what you're going to get now in these next few moments is us talking about several elements from what's called the progressive Christianity. It's not Christianity really at all. Um, and so, Josh, thanks for uh, sitting with me here today. And we're going to have a good conversation about that. Join in. And uh, at the end of it, I want to encourage you to uh, uh, subscribe to our podcast. One of the reasons this is so important is because in the church today, whether blatantly taught or subtly introduced to get us just off balance a little bit is a repudiation of what we've all everything we talked about today. So there's a thing called the progressive church, uh, the progressive pastor, the progressive movement that is basically saying everything we said today is unnecessary to say. It's old school. It's 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 kind of we can it can be redundant now. It doesn't need it. And let me just quickly this this is an article by a progressive pastor, and, and he gives several reasons why what we're saying today is wrong. And just take a like a three to five second answer, if we can. Um, he asks this question: Does God really need to appease His wrath with a blood sacrifice in order to forgive? In other words, what he's saying is. He asks us to forgive one another. Why don't right. we just forgive one another? Definitely. Um, and that would be because God is holy. God is holy. Same same answer. And with perfect. Me. And he doesn't understand. And so this to believe that is not a. It's not a um, putting God in a wrathful, angry place. It's putting man in a place who doesn't understand how beautiful and wonderful, majestic God is. No doubt. It's the lowering of God and the hiring of man. Uh, God's holiness requires. If God's holiness requires a sacrifice be made before he can fellowship with sinners, how did Jesus manage to hang out with sinners without a sacrifice? What do you think about that? Well, I mean, you know, the, just a, it's just a category error. Yeah. You know, the idea of, of being with God in eternity and reconciled to him is something <laughs> much different than walking among sinful men. And here's a great example we can get in our own lives. God's not calling us as Christians to go out and sin with sinners. No. But we have to go where sinners are to reach them. And that's that's the example Jesus gave us because we are already saved to the eternal family of God. That's right. And so that's that's the what what they're trying to use as an accusation towards the word of God is actually the most beautiful part of Christianity, because every other religion in the world is about us trying to do a series of good works that maybe will ascend to some sort of approved level with God. Right. Well, the true God, no one could ever be that good. And that God 
condescended to our level came to us. that that accusation actually is the most beautiful part of yeah. christ that, that god that's took right. on flesh that's so good and and i would add to that uh to jesus managed to i don't know if i'd say he hung out with sinners he went to reach them he went to show them his love and the greatest love is that he laid down his life for his friends so it wasn't just sort of like hey i want you guys to know that i accept you i'm tolerant of you it's like, hey, I want to see transformation. Go and sin no more. What he said to one of these so-called hanging out people that just, that he was, that's you know. that's John eight. Just look at his interaction with the woman at the well. Yeah, he 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 gave her real answers, pointed at her sin, drew him to herself. That was a that's a real interaction with the sinner there. That's right. And she left there singing his praises and evangelizing all of her village. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's a good word. Uh, another one is, if the punishment of sin is eternal hell, as most Christians have traditionally believed, so he's kind of tipping his hat there, and that's the slippery slope of progressive Christianity or, or lukewarm. It's, it's, it's really liberalism, Christian liberalism rehashed. Um, so he's saying that he doesn't really believe in hell. If, if the just punishment for sin is eternal hell, how does Jesus, several hours on the cross of suffering and a short time uh, in the grave, pay for it? Mm. You know, that, that's what we're, everything we talked about today, right? It's all the diminishing yeah. of the value of God, the value of Christ. Yeah. Um, you know, this idea, we, we all we have to do, even with our crooked, sinful minds, is look at our penal justice system. You know, what, what if a judge, what if someone had, you know, murdered your entire family? In, in in your house and then said you know i'm if i'm out of get out of here i'm gonna go murder more people yeah um and the judge just looked at you and and said well you know what uh, we're just gonna let them go no there's there's a grievousness there's a there's an a, there's something there that demands justice we always want justice when and when it's directed away from us because we feel like we're mostly good, and that's the problem. There, it's it's an it comes back to the devaluation of God and the elevation of man, and and that's that's the the fundamental misunderstanding of why why is hell the the rightful punishment for yeah. for those who don't surrender to the lordship of Christ? Well, you don't understand why why humanity was created. That's right. You don't understand who God is, and and I think that's why we have to preach the whole counsel of God. Yeah. We have to proclaim the holiness of God and we have to proclaim the grievousness of sin so that grace is valuable and beautiful. I don't know if this makes me sad or angry that this man calls himself a pastor, a very large church uh, up north and um, preaches every Sunday, has video sermons, writes books about so-called the gospel and a new, a new way of looking at the gospel. And yet he's so diminishing uh, Jesus, you know, just, just, making so trite oh Jesus spent several hours on a cross and then he went to the grave for a little while that you know that doesn't really do anything it doesn't it's a, such a lack of understanding of, of the word of God that yeah. he doesn't understand that in those short hours that he's talking about all the sin of the world was placed upon him in those short hours that this man is talking about of suffering he suffered in Isaiah 53 that God put all uh, the the, the all, not just the sin but the wrath of God was placed upon him. Drink the cup of and, the and, wrath of God. Yeah, and so, and it, and it more than you know it, the, the supply of this. The, there's a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's vein, and sinners plunged beneath that flood uh, lose all their guilty stain. Well, that that's what that did. And uh, this man should not call himself a, a, a preacher. He, he should go and sell cars or something. It's malpractice. It's... And I I always give this an example of like this, but it'd be like a doctor coming 
to another doctor's practice and says, you know what, it's mean that you that you make those incisions in your right. cancer patients and you pull those tumors out. You know, the nicer thing to do would just be to put this ointment on it. Right. And everyone's like, well, wow, I don't have to be cut. There's no, there's no painful scar, there's no cost. But the reality of the tumor is that it's deadly. And and if we're gonna, here's the the here's the thing for most progressive Christianity that you that you have to realize: what parts of the Bible do you take seriously? What you know? Why do you get to decide yeah. that this part's wrong and this part's right? Yeah. You want the benefits of something, but you but you don't want the cost of either. God, listen, C.S. Lewis said it perfectly. We can't take Jesus as anything other than Messiah. He's either a liar, mm -hmm. a lunatic, or he's Lord. Lord. We can't we can't piecemeal this together and say he taught us some good things. Yeah. He said he was God. He said he was the only way to God. Um, and so if, if you if you, you have to reject it all that's right. to to reject the parts of it you don't like. Yeah. And and that's and that's yeah. really what it comes down to it is a rejection to yeah. of God's word. And the very thing that this so called brother is is trying to do to make the gospel more appealing to our sensibilities and culture today that it's not a bloody gospel it's not a you know they, they would call it divine child abuse god right. abused the god the father abused the son but in doing so he just you know there's nothing left of the gospel there's nothing left of the there's no you know there's no reason to go to church there's no reason to pray there's no reason to worship there's no reason to confess your sins because it's it, you've just pulled out the very core of what we're talking about the <laughs> substitutionary atonement last one uh and he says here to raise a more controversial question i mean what were these last questions he's been asking <laughs> if not controversial uh, if it's true that god's wrath must be appeased by sacrificing his own son then why don't we have to conclude that pagans who have throughout history sacrificed their children to appease god's wrath had the right intuition uh, even if they might have expressed it in the wrong way. Mm. Again, you're probably going to say the same thing as me. The, 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 that was demonic pagan sacrifice. He's comparing it to the beautiful work of the Father and the Son. And secondly, uh, a, a, even if it was a, you know, some kind of supposedly religious ceremony, it, it wasn't. You weren't sacrificing as wrong as it was. You weren't sacrificing somebody holy on behalf of somebody who was sinful. You weren't. You weren't giving a gift. You were you were trying to appease some demonic element, and 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 for again for a so-called pastor to compare those two things, yep. pagan sacrifice of uh, an idolatry uh, with what Jesus has done. But do you kind of do you kind of get what he's after here? Totally. This idea of if if you know basically what he's asking really isn't is wasn't wasn't the Christian view of atonement, pagan sacrifice, right? Isn't that kind of what right. he's asking? No, definitely what he's yeah. asking, and you know. I think you you said it well as it can be said, but there is no such thing as a gospel that's not offensive yeah. to our sensibilities, to our, and that's really, you know, even some of the worst, most grievous, you know, in my opinion, probably not regenerate pastors, they they are appealing to the, the conscience of man rather than the truth of, of God. And so, you know, it's... It's basically trying to present a gospel that you haven't been saved by, you know, trying to find a way to be saved through a Christ that you don't call Lord, um, you know, and and it really is fundamentally, you know, I mean, it's it's just uh, but you to try to compare a pagan sacrifice to something demonic, 
to the the once and for all yeah. sacrifice of Christ just shows that this person doesn't know Christ, the doesn't know salvation. Probably being influenced by demonic spirits, even no ask doubt. A question like that. Yeah. I, I, when when I deal with people who are in progressive Christianity, I don't mean this disrespectfully, but once I realize someone doesn't hold to the gospel of Jesus Christ, my my thoughts towards them and my actions towards them isn't trying to defend the faith or reason that I the way I would with you if we disagreed about something because we have a source that we both look to right mm-hmm. and we could be convinced by God's word I look at them evangelistically as yeah. as they're as lost or you know as lost as any other lost person is mm-hmm. and uh and I just you know it's and it's not anything new I think one of the things we should right. we should be encouraged by is this isn't some new strain you know is as soon as the ink was dry in the New Testament um, or as Christ had risen from the dead and the church was planted there was always this attack against the lordship of Christ mm-hmm. attack against the sufficiency of Christ sufficiency of his gospel and that's why most of the the letters in the new testament were written was because of of these demonic forces that were trying to to come against the, the humanity of Christ that yeah. atoned for our sins yeah. or the divinity of Christ that that caused yeah. him to raise from the dead and so yeah it is it is disheartening but it's nothing new and so we shouldn't be we shouldn't think that this is some fiery trial that's come upon us no. out of nowhere it's just, it's always been the same yeah and that's that's what the you said it well the the epistles a lot of these books were written to rectify these type of Influences false brethren seeping in in your midst, teaching error, and um, the, the that yeah. So so I, I would I would agree with you that uh, you know you treat them as pagans, you treat them as those who are outside. Although it's it's more dangerous because most of these people have tasted. You know, it's almost the Hebrews passage six and ten, chapter six and ten, yeah. where they they've tasted of the good things of God and of the Holy Spirit and of the Word. They sat under the Word and they've studied the Word. So they, you know, some I, I think that these probably these kind of folks are probably harder to reach than somebody yes. who's really lost and doesn't know it yet. Uh, but yes. you make them aware. Dangerous. It's, it's very dangerous and, too. And where they end up with is, uh, you, you know, there's, we're talking about penal substitutionary atonement, and w- mm-hmm. there's other forms of understanding, quote unquote, of, of atonement. One of them is the moral model, what right. they call the moral model. And the moral model is uh, Jesus lived a good moral life. He taught as a good moral man. He died to teach us a moral lesson of how good it is to love your brother so much that you're willing to be a martyr for them. Right. And so that you then now live a good moral life, teach a moral code to your children and others around you, and then try to the best you can lay down your life for your friends and your wife and your children and uh but that's so so you end up basically in uh just sort of cutting off the very heart of the gospel of your moralism is the law you can't live this you can't do it in your own strength so well we've gone on a little longer than we normally do but gary uh, let me say one thing i'm sorry to to interrupt but you mentioned hebrews 10 and and this really is the the application of this idea of if you trample the blood of Christ, yeah. the gift of grace, what that's, further? Yeah, there you go. And that's why I believe that it's, you know, spiritually, that's always going to be so under attack is because yeah. 
that is where salvation lives. That's right. That is where the, the transactional nature of salvation lives for our benefit. And that's why that will always be under attack. Yeah. And so for them, you know, because if you do trample that blood, yeah. there is no, there really is no hope for you. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, you're, yeah, you're just not going to believe in the very thing that needs you need to, to believe in. And, and moralism can't yeah. save us. Right. Um, good deeds can't save us. Good people can't save us. And you're bringing up a whole nother good point. We'll have to, we'll have to dig into this a little bit more, but I'll just echo back what I think you're bringing up there because you didn't really go into too, too much detail is you're saying that Hebrews 10, instead of a Christian fearing like, ooh, I, I, I sinned, and I kind of did it deliberately. I, I, you know, I, I, I told that lie to get out of trouble, and I did it. I, I knew I was going to do it, so therefore I've lost my salvation. Uh, you know, and so they're, they're reading Hebrews 10 through that lens rather than reading it through the lens of this, what we've just been studying, is a picture of that person. And it's not, it's, Hebrews 10 was not written to get us to fear just you know, we make a mistake. We lost our salvation, and uh, you know, we, we, we you know, and uh, so but that's a whole other episode. Yep. So a lot I of look good forward things. to it. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll do that. Well, we got a few great things coming up ahead, so I want to encourage the people to continue to to watch for our episodes together as we're talking about some of the key issues of the gospel, and maybe Hebrews ten will be one of them, and, and I know there'll be others coming up as well. Uh, don't forget to uh, uh, understand that there's some great sermons by uh, Joshua West uh, on our website, World Challenge. Some of them my teachings. There's another podcast called Truth and Grace uh, uh, by John and Mark and uh, great brothers. Are, we're all working together in the kingdom gospel. So there's some great resources there at World Challenge for you. I'd love for you to check it out. Uh, please subscribe to our podcast here and uh, follow us on uh, the various uh, social medias as well. Gary Wilkerson, Josh West, Joshua West. We both have uh, you know, Instagram and Facebook and all this kind of stuff like that. We'd love to interact with you a little bit more. If you have some questions about some of the things we're saying, uh, you can contact our uh uh, here here uh, in the show notes or again uh, fo follow us on Facebook or Instagram and we can uh, you can ask your question there just say hey I, I heard you guys on that podcast I have a question about atonement can you help me with that or maybe one of these things these several elements that we just talked about from this uh, document here uh, feel free to reach out to us and don't forget our conference coming up in February of 23 in San Diego Fire in Our Bones a pastors conference love for you to be there with us God bless you grace and peace to you have a wonderful afternoon Each week, this podcast reaches thousands of listeners. This critical work is made possible by the generous contributions of individuals like you who believe in the mission of World Challenge. Thank you for listening and supporting. World Challenge, transforming lives through the message and mission of Jesus Christ. Visit us online at worldchallenge.org.